Okay, live. We're here back in the studio with Tennille, and we're going to do another podcast on the emotional looking glass. Uh, tonight's topic is friends in health, how health relates to friends or how healthy your friends are, or perhaps do friends make you healthy or if you eat your friends, is that a healthy thing to do? So Tennille's going to give us details on that and, uh, yeah, hopefully straighten out however I mentioned the topic. Go ahead. I good good evening or afternoon or morning or whatever time uh, it is for you as you're listening to this. Thank you so much, listeners. Um, welcome to the Emotional Looking Glass. I am Tennille. I am a therapist. Uh, that was Eric. Um, and today uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how friends and health connect. Um, and this is and a topic that's very important to me um, because friends are very important to me and I'm very close to my friends. And I think that considering that we're all dealing with a global pandemic, um, it's been kind of hard for some of us to uh, connect to our friends. Not so, to mention the hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane, the fires, and, and all the, the protesting. The protest. Yeah, and the fires. Yeah. yeah. The smoke all the smoke. over. If you're in California, you know about the smoke. Oh, there's so much smoke. Oh. Yeah. You can, oh, four so days, awful. the air was unbreathable. It yeah. would burn your lungs. Oh, man. It's it's crazy. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how that connects. Um, and then I'm going to ask a couple of questions. We're going to talk back and forth, banter back and forth. Um, guess what? I have some health goals. From two listeners. So I'm really excited to share that on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for bringing your health goals in. Um, and then White Experience, Black Experience is back. I had a listener who was actually saying, when is it coming back? So we're bringing it back. <laughs> okay. We are bringing it back. And then I will finish it with my quote. Okay? All right. All right. So... How, you know, and it was interesting when I told Eric, I said, our next topic is going to be friendship. And he was like, well, how does that connect to health? And so I, that's why I think like, it's so important for me to go into this. You know, the thing is, is that people with strong relationships are less likely to die prematurely than people who are isolated. Mm. And these are, you know, information that I've got from live science, you know, and they do a lot of research and they follow people and, you know, kind of compare those who are isolated versus those who have strong relationships, you know, and friendships can be one of those strong relationships. Um, there is some research that shows that people who have friendships have uh, are able to improve their blood pressure. Um, that uh, you actually decrease your risk of dementia if you have social attachments. That's probably true because the yes. e exercise of social interaction does keep the brain far more active than, say, right. living alone. And, and I think it's... Absolutely. Living alone and not exercising your brain is mm -hmm. one of the causes of dementia and Alzheimer's. You know, mm -hmm. you don't use it, you lose it. Right, yeah. I mean, just look at Betty White. I haven't looked at her because she was ugly in Golden Girls. <laughs> She's still alive. 
I mean, that's pretty amazing. She can't be looking good at that age. <laughs> but you know Why what? Why would I look at her? But on the Golden Girls, like, I think the reason that those women thrived so much was because they were together. They were friends. They were roommates. You know? They were close. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying they were actually roommates? No, I mean on the show. Okay, but that's... That's not a reason to thrive. But they were probably thriving because they were working six days a week making a hit show. Well, that might have helped them too. <laughs> but how is it Betty Instead White just, is still alive all these years? Because and, aren't the, yeah. her co-stars dead? Well, I think... I think I think they are. But actually. does she have a lot of but other friends that but I assume, people know of? I assume that people love Betty White and that she has some strong friendships. But I okay. don't know that for sure. I haven't done any Fans research on that. Fans and friends are two different things. That is true. That is true. But I mean, she there was a TV show that I think she was in for like a brief time, but mm-hmm. that got canceled. Yeah, cuz found out nobody wants to see a 95 year old <laughs> betty white i think betty white is great i think she's or wonderful. maybe she was like oh this is hard work i'm, I'm too old for this no yes. let's not do it yes another reason that you know friendship can be helpful is that it can actually help with weight loss so when you help one person lose weight you're actually mm-hmm. helping other people lose weight yeah because when your friends tell you you're fat you know it's time to lose weight <laughs> I'll be like, dang, Jimmy, why are you eating that chitin skin? You're getting so fat. I'll be like, it's good. Damn it, stop eating it. You know, see, the, your friends keep you, keep you your, thin. Your friends are keeping you accountable. Exactly. So you're not sitting home alone, binging on whatever. Right, yeah. I mean, if you have friends who like to engage in athletic exercise, like, you know, playing soccer well, yeah, that, or basketball or, you know, things like that, like, it, it, it's just going to help your health, you know? And, mm-hmm. and you're going to be more excited and... And energetic about doing those activities with a group. Well, yeah, because racquetball is so much more fun with a buddy. Oh, I remember when we played racquetball. That was so... How long ago was that? That was a couple of years ago. It was like five years ago. Oh, man. We went to this gym. You had and never played racquetball They had racquetball, racquetball courts, and I loved racquetball. I'd always wanted to play it. Had a racket <laughs> and a racquetball growing up that I played with, but I never had a racquetball court. So we signed up for this gym that had racquetball courts. We actually had uh, some free... Two uh, weeks after I signed up, somebody broke the glass in the court, the glass wall that like covers all three courts. Oh, that's right. And the racquetball courts were closed for the next two years that we were members of that gym. Every day I'd go into the gym and the racquetball courts were closed. (laughs) And I'm like, when are they going to get them fixed? And the employees would just shrug their shoulders. And it was oh, like, man. it was an awkward thing for two years. I'm like, stupid gym. Yeah. Bait and switch with the racquetball. But then we got a different gym membership. Yeah. Although the the gym that was close to us, they didn't have a racket no, court. We had to drive all we the way had across to drive, town. Yeah. In order to get to, to the racquetball court. court. Oh, my goodness. And it was 
I mean, it's amazing to watch Eric play racquetball because he's just like bouncing around the court, just chasing the after wall, the balls. And I will chase a ball <laughs> to the point where I'm slamming against walls. And I can understand how someone broke the glass because you could just run right into that glass, not even know it's there. Oh, man. you We had so much fun doing that. It yeah. Was, it was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. At least, it was, it was as long as my ankles held out. Yeah, but that, and they, they that, had, uh, that they even had closed one down, of the though. racquetballs had stadium seating, uh-huh. and you could only enter it through this tiny door. Oh yeah, there it was, was a like tiny a door. half door underneath the stadium seats yeah. that was only like three feet tall. It they was so have, weird. They must have had like racquetball like leagues and championships. Yeah, and things I like spoke that. to my yeah. dad about it. He said back in the seventies and eighties they had racquetball tournaments there. Oh. And so, yeah, there was a racquetball league with oh, teams it, and it everything. It was a very old building, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was built in the late 60s, actually. Yeah. I do want to say, listeners, if you can hear our cat in the background, no, my apologies don't, for that. You don't mention something <laughs> on the podcast that's negative unless a, a viewer comments on it. Okay. Because most of the time, people can't hear that stuff. I've heard so many podcasts where people apologize go, sorry about the airplane, sorry about the truck. Sorry, you can hear my neighbor's chainsaw, and you really can't hear it. <laughs> and it's like, why are they even mentioning it? It just brings a whole negative vibe to the podcast. Let's just assume the sound doesn't exist. Oh, okay. And then not mention it, and everybody will be like, oh, this is a great podcast. The sound is so clean. <laughs> <laughs> so another way that friends help with health mm-hmm. is that if you have a best friend that is supportive and you have some kind of um, medical issue, they can actually really help you with that issue. So, like, if you have cancer, yeah, like you have friendship in cures some cancer. Ways, I'm I'm not saying friendship cures cancer, okay, but I am saying that as you go through chemo, as you go through all of the different surgeries or whatever you need to go, mm-hmm. like there's. You know, like your immune system can, you know, get a little bit of a boost because of your connection with that other person. I'm not saying that it will cure it. I'm just saying that you have a better chance of like believing that you can fight it with a friend by your side. Well, that's emotional support. Yes, it's emotional support than just like by yourself. Right. And I mean, emotions are are everything because if somebody has cancer and they're isolated and they don't have a friend mm-hmm. they may not take their medication all the time they may start to feel lonely they may start to feel depressed and so maybe they're going to skip some chemo treatments or whatever because they're going to do it by themselves and they don't want to do that by you themselves you have cancer you know? why would you skip chemo some people do that. No, Some come people, on. Actually, I know of someone who... Doctor comes to you and says, Tennille, you have cancer. You have to take chemo or you will die. You're going to be like, thanks, doc, but nah, I don't think I'm going to take chemo all the time, you know? Maybe just once in Maybe a great while. Once. Yeah. I actually <laughs> know of someone who um, she fought and beat cancer i believe twice and the third time when she got cancer again she decided she was not going to do chemotherapy she wanted to do it the organic way and try to focus on her nutritional health um and unfortunately she passed away and lost her life yes i've heard of stories like that where people 
the second time they get cancer, when cancer comes back the second time, they just say, well, chemo didn't work the first time, so this time I'm going to take all these like special herbs, I'm going to do all kinds of research and use natural medicine, mm. and then they're dead in three weeks. So, mm. I don't know. Um, obviously, they haven't discovered the cure for cancer other than just radiating the crap out of your body. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to bring it back to friends. Um you know, it can also help if you have, like, chronic pain, if you have depression. Oh, how do friends help with pain other than, hey, dude, can you spot me some aspirin? So, the thing is, is that when somebody is feeling pain and a friend, you know, a friend comes to them and says, how are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm feeling pain here and I'm feeling pain there and, and this was going on and that was going on. Just talking about them can actually be beneficial for them like psychologically and emotionally no that's for men too actually because men would be like dude why are you telling me about your pain just suck it up don't be a you know don't be a pee that's that's not true (laughs) yeah that's that's how guys talk about you you don't talk to another guy about your pain you'd be like oh yeah my knees been hurting me all morning let me tell you let me tell you when it comes to Men who are older, they do talk about their pain. Okay, first of all, I do hang out with older men, and no, they don't talk about their pain. Maybe because they don't have any pain. But your dad has definitely spoken to me about some pain that he had when he was having issues. Okay, I don't want to talk yeah, but about my dad in this that. conversation. But what I do want to mention is about the emotional support. With mm-hmm. the cancer, I think friendship and emotional support has a more broader spectrum than that, and I think it has to do with when you're when you're growing up as a kid, and you've got a whole world of adults who don't take you seriously. It's nice to have your friends to take you seriously, to to actually listen to you, to validate what you say. Right, of and course. this creates uh, this social structure of validation creates self-confidence it's like yeah my opinion does matter yeah what i say does have an effect on people i can actually talk and people listen and that's what friends are for for listening because listening is so important so important to maintain sanity You know, because if you don't have anyone in your life to validate what you say, you start to question your opinion and then you start to question your existence and then you start to go crazy Mm -hmm. because you don't have anyone there to validate what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And it's sort of like when you go to a person, you say, am I crazy? But blah, 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 opinion, you know, and your friend might give a similar opinion, might agree, might disagree, but at least they heard you, they thought about what you said, and it made you feel like you existed. Right, yeah. And, it's another yeah. person who says, I see you, I acknowledge you, I yeah. know that you're a valued and worthy person in the world, you know? Yeah. And that's important, definitely. And I mean, friendship, I think, is so important specifically for people who struggle with mental illness. You know, if you have depression, if you have bipolar disorder, or even if you have schizophrenia or, you know, something more chronic like that, having another person that you can talk to, even if it has nothing to do with mental 
mental health. It, it It's just something that just gives us these good time feelings in our brain and helps us to relax and helps us to just connect. And we feel good about ourselves when we're able to connect with a friend. But I think more than just a feel good answer is that it gives you a solid foundation of existence. Yeah, which you've already said. Okay, okay, I yeah. get what you're saying. Yes. But, you know, a lot of kids grow up, they don't have friends, and I think it's because they grow up without friends is why they might grow up disturbed or mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I think lack of friendship can fuel a mental illness from being a minor problem to a major one. Oh, that absolutely, absolutely. You know, when I think, when I've heard about the guys that have gone you know, out of control and went to a school and started shooting people up. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are people who tend to be in isolation, who had mental issues, and it just went intense, intense, intense. Yeah, and And they usually have suicide letters basically involving, I was screwed by so-and-so, or I was screwed by the world, or nobody was my friend. Right. Nobody would listen to me. Nobody would listen to me. So, F F the world. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and kill all these people and then kill myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really sad. So, friendship is very important for sanity. Yeah, very important. Amongst all the other reasons you're going into. And another thing I want to say is that um, having a friend can help you to cope with a rejection, which can, you know, also help you with stress. Because rejection happens you know most people deal with some level of rejection i think it's hard to live your life and never have any sense of rejection so it's inevitable it's going to be possible um and when you have a friend that you can talk to about it that helps a great deal you know Mm. and when you're able to reduce your stress that reduces the cortisol uh hormone levels inside your body what does cortisol hormone levels have to do with friendship well, like I'm saying is that when you're you're connecting with another person, uh-huh. so it's reducing your stress. Right. And when your stress is reduced, right. you feel more relaxed, okay. your immune system is better, right. and you're going to make better decisions. Wait, wait, why is your immune system better? Do you know anything about the cortisol levels? No, and I'm not sure if our listeners do either. Oh, okay. I just assume that people have heard of that. No, I think that was a highly educated master's program thing that you researched or uh, something. I don't, I don't think so. I think there are some people who know about it. But I mean, cortisone levels, it's its a hormone that's in your brain. And basically, when it's very high, okay. then your immune system can go down. And you can have, like, increased blood pressure, and you can have, like, some other types of health issues. And this is why, actually, people who have struggled with trauma, because they've been stressed for so long, and they didn't get um, support, they have issues with blood pressure, they have issues with heart attack, they have high cholesterol, They, I mean, the list of medical problems goes on, um, you know, and maybe that's another topic for another episode. Um, I could talk to you guys about the ACEs score and how trauma and stress re- relate to your physical health. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. We're it's talking about friends today. Yes, we're talking about friends. Um, another great thing about friends is that 
hopefully whatever friends you have, they last a long time, you know? And so having a lifelong friend can be really supportive because they know your history. They know who you are. They know how to work with you. They know how to calm you down. They know how to connect. Mm. Um, hopefully if you have those friends, I think not everyone has like lifetime. Friends. No, my lifetime friend faked his own death to get away from me. Oh man. That's really sad. My whole life is really sad. So we're not going to go there. But yeah, okay. I know what rejection is like. Every yeah. day rejection for 20 years can really weigh a person down. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you that. Absolutely. It can weigh your mental health down, you know. So it's good that you have someone to listen to. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to have someone who will listen to me. Yeah, I listen to you. You sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we got so much in depth and on the, um, still got 10 minutes. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to go to the smart goals. Okay. Whatever. All right. 10 minutes. So one of our listeners said that their goal is to lose a hundred pounds and add muscle in five years. Lose 100 pounds and add muscle five years. It can be done, yes, sir or madam. It's a sir. But okay. yes, it can be done. Yes. Hopefully. But I mean, I don't it know. It will if... require diligence and dedication. <laughs> yes. And uh, what's that other thing? Consistency. Um, yes. But what causes consistency? Discipline. Yes, that's it. It required discipline. So you're going to have to create a plan for the week. A plan that consists of how much you plan to exercise each day and a plan that sort of gives you a varied amount of exercise. And look at improving your diet, too. And a plan on your diet. What you uh, either stick to a, a calorie goal per day or stick to a food uh, a type, you know, a health, healthy food types uh, each day and sort of plan your meals on a weekly basis. I know it sounds a little organized, but I'm telling you, if you do that and find a, something that's uh, simple enough that you can stick to, don't make it too complicated because then a lot of times people just give up because it's too complicated. Yeah, I think something but. that we've done that's been really helpful is doing meal prep. Mm-hmm. And we do meal prep like every weekend, try to have food that we're going to eat. Yeah. And um, it's like, yeah. Every day has food that's allocated to it. So we don't eat too much. Yes. And, so I'm going to move on to the next goal. Okay. The next goal is from one of our listeners in France. Okay. And so he wants to practice um, something called clotting. And okay. I asked, I said, what is clotting? And he is said, that the, is that the dance? No, it's not. Okay. So I'm going to explain it. So he said that it, maybe the translation is a little off in it. Well, and I don't know. I think that's clogging. No, okay. it's not clogging. Okay. I know the dance is clogging, but go ahead. Yeah, this is clotting. So anyway, he said, you have to hold a pose, resting your toes on your forearms for a minute. Okay, isn't that like a? Uh, I guess what do you it's kind of like yoga a yoga thing? pose. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's like a yoga pose. And so, his goal is to be able to do this by September nineteenth, uh, September nineteenth of this year. Okay. And I actually checked in with him today, and he's already at thirty seconds. So he's halfway there. 
Ah, so he can do the pose. Yes. He just can't hold it for very long. He can't hold it for as long, so he wants to hold it longer. So I recommend doing some flexibility, doing some uh, stretches, and then doing some cardio beforehand. Really get those tendons and muscles uh, warmed up. You want them nice and and hot and with a lot of good circulation going before you commit to a pose like that. All right, so. Black experience, white experience is back. Mm -hmm. So my experience is when I was pulled over by a cop. So, yeah, yeah. so I was driving down the street and suddenly I saw a cop behind me and they had their sirens on. (laughs) And so I pulled over. And he came out of his car and he walked over to me and he was like, your registration is blue. And I'm like... <laughs> like a cartoon character? Yeah. Like, really like that. And I was like, hello, <laughs> officer. Can I help you? And he said, your registration is blue. And I was like, uh-huh. He's like, I thought it was green. I was like, okay. He was like, I thought it was expired. But it's not. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so you're good. You're good. Have a nice day. And I'm like... Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, and now for white experience. <laughs> yes, what's your I white experience? I purchased my registration, DMV deposited the check twice, and then have yet to mail me my registration sticker. Now it's two months expired, and I've been driving around with it two months expired, and nobody's pulled me over. Has never gotten pulled over once. So I get screwed by the government, but the cops give me a green light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. All right. So you ready for our quote? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Why did you do all of this for me? He asked. I don't deserve it. I've never done anything for you. You have been my friend, replied Charlotte. Said to Jesus. That in itself is a tremendous thing. E.B. White, Charlotte Webb. Oh, okay. Yeah, do you remember that story? I remember the story. I don't remember the quote in the book. I remember it. E.B. White, who... Is that the That's author? the author. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like one character to another. That is, I mean, so... Templeton, oh wait, is it not Templeton? Who? What was the name of the pig? Templeton's, I don't remember. Templeton's the name of the rat. I read that book when I was like 10. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember the name of the pig, but the, that's what the pig said to the spider. And then the spider said, you have been my friend. And that is a tremendous thing. I mean, the, yeah. the spider has been like always like so giving. And so, I mean, she... She made like yeah, all of these things in the web, and I mean, she tired herself out for him, you know, so yeah. that he could live. It's I, crazy. I mean, Why would a spider need a pig to live? I, I mean, she saw him as her friend, and he was she was willing to yeah. do whatever she she could for her friend. I mean, that that is some sweet friendship. Yeah, I guess so. I think about the less friends that you have the more cherished your friendships are. Mm -hmm. And what really hit home for me was the movie Tombstone. When someone asked Doc Holliday, you know, why do you stick up for uh, Wyatt Earp so much? Because he'd been in multiple gunfights on behalf of 
of Wyatt Earp and had nearly lost his life multiple times. Uh, Doc Holliday nearly lost his life. And someone asked him, why would you do all this for this man? And he said, because he's my friend. And the guy said, well, shoot, I got tons of friends. And Doc Holliday said, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship is a really, truly precious thing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to us. And I hope that you have friends. I hope that you reach out and try to get Mm -hmm. yourself someone that you can connect with. And if you can, look up Crazy Ex-Girlfriend song, I Have Friends. I I definitely definitely have have friends. friends. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Emotional Looking Glass. Uh, what is Spotify, iHeartRadio, all yes. your optional uh, Stitcher, podcast, podcast uh, attic, play things. Uh, sign up for our Patreon. You need to keep those written on an index card every episode. Yes, I do. Uh, donate to Gerald. He's still working out on the street trying Help to live. Help him get that truck fixed. Yes. Let him go on the road. <laughs> He's eating keto ice cream with his partner. Hopefully not expensive. (laughs) And um, go ahead and like us and send us a review and tell us about your goal. Uh, We can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Bye. All right, y'all. Gotta go. (laughs) 